You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your boy Edub. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to the show on all the places where you get your podcasts. Now, let's get on with the show. Like we always do about this time. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from there for. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, come on in, come on in, come on in. It is Saturday night. Y'all don't got nothing better to do. So come hang out with your boy, man. We finna talk some free agency. We finna talk some Atlanta Hawks, some NBA. So wherever you are, wherever you're doing, sit back, relax, man. We're going to get into the nuts and bolts. I want you to be a part of the show. I want you to chat. I want you to be interactive. I want to let, I want you to tell me how you're feeling, how you're feeling, what's going on, do you like the moves, do you hate the moves, we're going to go over uh, each move one by one, we're going to talk a little bit about them, but first things first, man, let's get some particulars out the way, I'm your boy E-Dub for the Hawks Beat podcast, and uh, I want to thank you guys for checking us out wherever you may be this Saturday evening, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you decided to come hang out with your boy. And I appreciate that, man. I really appreciate that. And uh, we're going to talk some Hawks news, man. We're going to talk some Hawks news. Um, I was going to save this podcast for the, for the uh, probably about Monday or Tuesday, but they were making so many moves, man. I was like, oh man, I got to do something. I got to do something. I, I saw the Gallo pick on Friday night. I was like, oh man, maybe I should do a quick little pod. Uh, on Saturday morning, and then the Chris Dunn thing happened, and then the Rajon Rondo happened. I was like, yo, I got to come out, and I got to do something. So first of all, man, hit me in the chat. Let me know just kind of your general thoughts on how the Hawks have been approaching the free agency. Do you like all the moves? You're not a fan of some of them, but you do like some of them. What are your thoughts? We're going to talk a little bit about the Tony Snell move as well. So 
Um, if you're listening by Twitter, we appreciate retweets. We appreciate reshares. If you're on Facebook, spread the word, man. Spread the word. We're trying to build a brand here, right? We're trying to build a brand. Just open dialogue. That's all that is. Just open dialogue about the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, we're going to get down with the get down. So if, if you, you've never tuned into the podcast, I want to welcome you into the podcast. I am, uh, again, your host, Edub, for the Hawks Beat. I've been a credentialed media member for the Atlanta Hawks. This will be my seventh season uh, when this season starts. So uh, I'm in the locker room. I'm at games. I'm covering uh, a lot of things in regards to the Hawks. So uh, I'm not just out here talking. I mean, not not trying to, you know, trying to trying to dust my shoulder off or nothing, but I have a little bit of understanding about this here thing, this here basketball thing. So, um, again, I want to get your thoughts on the free agency moves. Let me know what you think. Hit me in the chat. Uh, you can hit us on the Twitter. You see the scrolling marquee at the bottom. Uh, our Twitter is at Hawks Beat. Um, so let's start from the top, guys. Let's start from the top, man. So I believe it was Thursday. I'm getting kind of my days mixed up. You know how the pandemic is. Uh, Hawks make some moves. And if in case you have not been living, in case you have been living under a rock and you haven't seen the moves, the Hawks add four guys, four guys to the squad. Um, and those four guys, look, Tony Snell, uh, Danilo Gallinari, Gallinari. You got to kind of say it like with an Italian, Italian, playing on it. Uh, Gallinari, Chris Dunn, and Rajon Rondo. Those are the four guys added to the roster. Uh, and I hope to give you a bit of insight as to why these four guys and what exactly is Travis Slink doing. And, and, and again, if you have ever heard the show, I've ever stumbled onto the show, see my tweets, you guys know I'm going to go to battle for Travis Slink. I'm always going to do it. He's never, he doesn't hit 100%. No GM hits 100%. But uh, I'm a firm uh, believer of Travis Slink. I'm always going to go to bat for him. So I, this is my attempt to give you guys uh, a little bit of uh, insight into uh, you know the mind of Travis Slink as seen by me. Uh, quick question, guy checking in. Uh, Mr. Godwin, appreciate you for checking in. Uh, had a thought. Uh, he said, we have quite a bit of depth. I think we're acquiring assets to make a run at Giannis next year. Hmm, good thought. There's a possibility. Never say never, right? Never say never. There's still a lot of moving parts, but... Uh, let, let's talk about the parts that have been moving since Thursday. Uh, and again, I, I want to hear your thoughts on the free agency. Uh, while I'm on the topic, go ahead and just pop on it and, and let's get to it. Uh, first thing is this. First thing is this. We understand that when Travis took over, the Atlanta Hawks were in a rebuild situation. Um, and Travis has always said from 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 day one, since he cleared house, since he got rid of Millsap and since he got rid of Dwight and all those guys and he cleared house, he he, he added on the, the these contracts where he just taking on the money so they can have flexibility. The goal was always that this thing was going to happen in phases. I would say right now that we are in phase two. I would say right now we're kind of in phase two. We're not at a stage where we're just taking on contracts like we were last year, Chandler Parsons, uh, Evan Turner. We're not doing that. We're on phase two. And so I think, obviously, by these moves, phase two of the Travis Link rebuild is built on these two factors. 
better three-point shooting and better defense. Yes, there's still some other things that need to get done, but these are unequivocally the two things that Travis has addressed early on through the draft and through free agency. So just a bit of statistics before we get into it, because look, I'm kind of a metrics guy, right? I'm kind of a metrics guy, and I didn't want that one to pop up. Let me see. Kind of a metrics guy, right? Um, so I'm not fully a metrics guy, but I'm kind of a metrics guy. So before we get into the moves, let's look a little bit about how this team performed last year, right? So if you're gonna if you're gonna bang me, if you want to argue with me, we can argue, but let, let's put out some facts here first, right? So last year, the Atlanta Hawks were ranked 27th out of 30 in defensive efficiency. So um, I don't need to tell you (laughs) the stats, but you know that last year this was not a very good defensive team. And I'm putting that nicely. They pretty much gave up the booty (laughs) defensively last year when it came to defense, man. They were just not very good. As much as I love Trey, as much as I love Kevin, they were near the bottom of the league with defensive efficiency. Just not good defensively last year. Uh, and so so a lot of the moves Travis has been making has been geared toward that. Uh, in regards to defensive efficiency, you got to look at the offense. I remember last year in preseason, um, Coach said, that, look, man, I want to shoot a ton of threes. I want to shoot a ton of threes. And he succeeded in that. He succeeded in that. <laughs> the, the Atlanta Hawks were eighth. They were a top 10 team as far as three-point shots getting up. As far as three-point shots getting up, as far as uh, just taking them shots, yoking them up. They was yoking them up, y'all, to the, to, to the point that they were eighth in the league. But let me put the graphic up again. Unfortunately, if you're going to be top eighth and top 10 in three-point attempts, you cannot, I believe, you cannot be absolute last in three-point efficiency. Uh, for those who don't understand how the efficiency works, that means the percentage of shots that you make. So y'all was putting them up, but you wasn't making them. You wasn't making them. I mean, you had Brother Vince, as much as I love him, he would get in there and just yoke up threes. I mean, we, we put up a lot of threes. So understand phase two again let me put up the graphic again phase two is this better three-point shooting better defense all right so let's get going move one you bring in tony snell and kyrie thomas and you move dwayne deadman uh i will be honest with you uh i hate to see dwayne deadman go not because of any uh you know not because he was the best ball player but when I say that this guy was probably the best locker room guy uh, I have ever covered, oh, my gosh, man. He was such a joy to talk to, a joy to be around, always keeping the energy up in the locker room. Good locker room guy, but you had to go. Uh, basically, what this was is um, who did they, who did we ship him off to? Detroit? I think it was Detroit. I think that's where Tony Snell is coming from. We basically swapped bad contracts. Not necessarily that they're bad contracts. Dwayne was making 13. Uh, He had two more years. Uh, Tony Snell is on the last year of a 12.2 contract. So you're kind of swapping deals. You're not really saving a ton of money. So this wasn't necessarily a contract swap. It was a sense of, okay, you draft Okongwu. So you have a center. So you're paying Dwayne 13 mil. But, you know, you still have Capella. You have Okongwu. 
Uh, you have Bruno Fernando who can play the five. John Collins who can play the five if you're going to go small ball. And then you have Dwayne Dedman, who is, you know, very serviceable, very serviceable uh, center. But um, look, man, if, if you're going to be paying 13, 12 million, let's get a guy that can come out there and help us. Let's get a guy that can help us. And that's exactly what Tony Snell is going to do. He's going to be a wing. He is not a guy that does anything particularly great, uh, but he can score and he can shoot. Uh, again, one of the things we lacked last year was three-point shooting. Again, phase two, three-point shooting, defense. Tony Snell is brought in to address these things, not necessarily the defense, but the three-point shooting. So when you look at the three-point shooting from last year, here's the top of the list. You had John Collins was your best three-point shooter at 40%, Herter at 38%, Trey at 36 But when you put it all together, we were still dead last. It was still dead last so you got to get better shooting the three uh over the last four years tony snell has consistently been a 40 percent three-point shooter 40 percent and above actually if you look at the last four years so tony snell not going to blow you away but he's a guy that you know can shoot the ball with some type of efficiency from beyond the arc the other guy Kyrie thomas they waived him, so we're not finna talk about him. He won't make it no money anyway. So <laughs> I don't mean no disrespect. I don't mean no disrespect. I hope the guy lands on his feet. But uh yeah, man. Uh Tony Snell, he adds uh 40% again, uh three point shooting, averaged about eight points a game last year. Played 59 games, started 57 of them. So this is a guy who's been around the league who has some NBA tape on him. You could do worse than Tony Snell, but this is a very serviceable guy. I really like this move. If you're going to be paying 12, 12, 13 million on an expiring contract, why not get a guy that can help you in one of those areas with the three point shooting? So we we salute brother Deadman. Uh, we wish you the best, brother. And I think that he got waived. I, I think that he, I think that I think they bought him out, which which is amazing for Dwayne because they bought him out, which means he's going to get his money, he's going to get his thirteen mil, and, and then he can sign with whoever he wants to. So he's going to get his thirteen mil, and whatever uh, he signs on top of that is going to be like house money. So shout out to Dwayne, hit that bank, and uh, I, I'm all for it. So uh, Tony Snell, uh, welcome to the crew, and I would like to know what you guys think about Tony Snell. What do you guys think about the Tony Snell move? What do you guys think about that? And uh, hit me in the chat. Let me know. And uh, I want to hear your thoughts as we move on to the second move that the Atlanta Hawks move. Um, And while I'm uh, reloading with some of this water, um, just a aside, uh, make sure you're following us on our Twitter, which is at Hawkspeed. Our Instagram is actually the same name and our Facebook. So if you go to our Twitter, uh, you'll see all of our links. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, we're starting to get a little bit more subscribers. Make sure you support, retweet, reshare, however you can do it, man. We appreciate it. So, yeah. Move number two. Now, this was, this was a doozy. This was a doozy, right? So when exactly did this happen? Was this late last night or was it early in the morning? Can't quite remember because I got a lot going on in my head. A lot of folks have been hitting me up. Saying, yo, E, you got to do a pod. What do you think that, you know, what do you think about the Gallinari move? What do you think about Snell, Deadman? I was like, yo, just chill. I'm going to do a pod. Check out the pod. We're going to be good. Because I had a lot of folks hit me up. <laughs> All right, so who? Move number two, the Atlanta Hawks signed Danilo 
Gallinari. Gallinari, the Italian guy, three years, $61 million. And I think Woj tweeted out something um, that this is the most money given to a player who was that old, ha- who has never made an all-star team. Um, and while we're talking about that, let me know what your thoughts are on Gallinari. Hit him up. Put me uh, – uh, let me know in the chat what are your thoughts on the Gallinari move. My first thoughts initially is this. I like the ad. I don't like the money. I like the ad. I don't like the money. But I can kind of see why the money is what it is. I mean, this is no slouch. Like, this is a good basketball player. Uh, I have questions of how uh, he will fit in from a rotation standpoint. But that's kind of just me. Lloyd is going to have to figure that out. Coach Pierce is going to have to figure that out. Um, I thought the price tag was a bit high, uh, 20 mil a 20 mil a year. And I really don't know how, again, like I don't see like how it's going to work in the rotation. So is he a starter or is he not a starter? Like from the outset, I don't think that he is a starter. But on the same nickel, like if you ask me if I think he's one of the best five, if you, if, I think that he is one of the five best players on this Hawks team. I would, I would, I would say, yeah. I mean, this guy scored 18 points a game last year, man. Like, this is no, this isn't just a three point shooter, guys. This guy can score at multiple levels. And if you tell me, like, is he one of the five best players on the Hawks? I would say yes. But I mean, he's a power forward. He's a power forward. He's 6'10, 235. What wing is he going to play defense on? What wing is he going to D up? Like, who is he going to – he's going to stick LeBron. He's going to stick Melo. I mean, what's he going to do? He's not going to stick no wing. And it's very puzzling knowing that we were so bad defensively last year with Trey and with Kevin out there. Uh, and then if you play him at the three and, – and, again, we don't know exactly what he's going – how Lord is going to play this. But I don't know, man. Like, that, that, that concerns me. But if you're going to look at it objectively – uh, you got to look at what he brings. He brings a whole lot of offense, a whole lot of offense. Again, 18 points a game, shooting over 40% from three. Uh, again, there's a pattern here, right? There's a pattern, a pattern with the snail kid shooting over 30, 40% from three. Gallinari over 40% from three. So there, there is intention that, that, that Travis is trying to do here. Um, you got the power forward situation. What exactly does this mean for John Collins? What does this mean for John Collins? We're going to talk about that a little bit later because I know that's what's in the back of your mind. I know that what that is what is in the back of your mind. What does this mean for good old John Collins? Is, is, are you going to be able to pay him? And I have some thoughts on John Collins. I'm going to I'm going to get to those after uh, we talk about these moves. But uh, again, Gallinari signs three years, sixty one million. Um, it's a whole lot of money, man. It's a whole lot of money. And, and like I said, man, he's a very efficient shooter. Uh, he's a multi-tiered shooter. He can score from uh, all over the court. Uh, he's a floor spacer. Um, <clears throat> I guess I can see in some instances how you can work him into the rotation, but uh, I still honestly, I still have honestly some questions. But, I mean, that that's for Lloyd and, and Coach, coach uh, you know, Nate McMillan, all of those guys to figure out. I will say this, though, guys. I will say this. There was a lot of – there was a lot of question and a lot of talk on if Gallo Gallinari should be a starter, right? 
And I will, I will, I will offer this up for your consideration. I think a lot of times we get caught up too much in the idea of a starting five. I think we get caught up too much in the idea of a starting five. Look at look at look at look at the guys like Lou Will. He was he was not a starter. He was never a starter. But there's always minutes for Lou Will. And so I will offer this for your for for your for your consideration. Don't get so bogged down in the idea as if if Gallo will start or not. I think what is more important is how coach will will divvy out these minutes. There's going to be some cases I imagine that he's going to be the four. John Collins can be the five. I imagine there's going to be some cases where uh, you're going to have a lineup where it's going to be all defense. I imagine there's going to be some cases where you're just going to have to go out there and get buckets. And he's going to put a bunch of guys out there who aren't good off defensively, but that can get buckets. So I think more than the starting five, the more important part is how are you managing the minutes and who's closing the game out for you? Uh, and I think that Gallo can be a guy who you can plug into multiple, multiple scenarios, man. Let's go into the chat and see who we got checking in. What is today? Let's go into the chat. Sean Gomes checking in from our YouTube stream says Hawks are looking good. Thank you, brother Gomes for checking us out. He also said, I don't believe they're going to sign John Collins. Oh, Okay. Don't believe they're going to sign John Collins. Well, stick around, Brother Gomes, because I do have some thoughts on uh, Mr. Collins on on if the th- if the Hawks are going to resign him or not. My guy Smitty, Smitty Smith, Sports Machine, the YouTube guru, Hawks gearing up for a trade. I think there might be a possibility, man. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Shout out to my guy Smitty as well, man. But uh, again, move number two was uh the Gallinari pick again he he he's 6'10 to 233 I don't necessarily like him at uh the three position um I don't really like him at, at a wing and I will say this if you're looking at Gallo I talked about the positives if you look at the cons um if you look at the cons for 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 Gallo I think one other part he hasn't been that durable Hasn't been that durable over the years, so I can I can very easily see a situation where you watch his minutes. Uh, he didn't play over thirty minutes a game this year. I could really see something where you play him maybe twenty twenty five minutes a night. Uh, you give him some nights off because kind of a load management thing. I can really see the Hawks doing that with him, knowing his history of uh, of getting injured. So uh, that's just it. And I'll just say this, guys. A lot of people worried about like, oh, we play him. I don't want Hunter coming off the bench. I don't want whatever. Look, look, let me tell you. Let me tell you this, guys. There is going to be minutes for those young wings. There's going to be minutes, guys. There's going to be minutes for those young wings. You look at a young core. The young wings. Uh, the core. You got Herder. You got Cam. You got Hunter. That's your core. There's going to be minutes for those three because. You got Herder and Cam that can go to two and the three. Well, not really Herder. Cam can go to two and the three. Hunter can play the three and the four. Uh, you got Snell in there that can that can give you some minutes. And then you got the Rook, Maze. You don't really got to worry about him giving him minutes because he's a rookie. You know, second-round rookie, he's going to get what he get. <laughs> right? He's going to get what he get. But there's going to be minutes for all of those guys. So don't get bogged down in the fact that, oh, man, he's going to take some time from the Rooks. There's going to be plenty of time for the wings to play ball trust me and again more than the starters are more than who's coming off the bench is how lloyd distributes these minutes you can stagger them there's so many different ways 
Uh, there's so many different variations that he can now do with these lineups. Last year, I used to go back and forth with, with so many folks on Twitter wanted to bang Lloyd on these on these lineups. And I was just like, yo, who is who is this magical person that is that you guys want to get minutes? Because Lloyd is playing the guys that he has. There was no magical guy to all oh, man. If he if you put him in there, then you know they would have won the game. Nah, man. Like what you when you went to the bench, DeAndre Bemery's what you had. Vince Carter was what you had. Evan Turner was what you had. That's it. You played what he had. So this year he has a lot more. He has uh, a lot more uh, tools in his arsenal. A lot more tools in the arsenal. Let's go to the chat. I love it. I love it. I love uh, an active chat. Smitty Smith uh, checking in again. Gallinari played well with OKC short minutes. Maybe use her as a closer. He's most effective again. Yeah, it's all about how you 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 stagger the minutes. Uh, again, he is a good ball player. Good ball player. Uh, David M checking in from YouTube. He says, "I want no part of James Harden at the expense of what the Hawks are building." I agree. I don't even think James Harden is in play. I uh, don't think that he is in play, but uh, yeah, man, it's all to the good, man. So let's go to this third move the Hawks made. Very interesting move. And when I saw this one, I jumped out of my seat. I jumped out of my seat. Chris Dunn, two years, 10 million. Let me, I wish I had the clip. I should have had the clip. Do you all remember last year when Trey Young shot this shot from like 25 feet? Chris Dunn didn't like him. And he hit him in the, he didn't hit him in the head. He like he like moshed my guy, right? Moshed him in the head. Like, yo, dog, you don't you, you ain't finna be shooting no threes like that on me. Chris Dunn is that dog we've been needing. He's been he's been that dog that you have been needing ever since Damari Carroll left. Ever since Tabo Cephalosha left. Chris Dunn ain't no punk, and he is going to bring. Uh, a defensive presence from the point guard position that we have not seen in a very long time. Maybe since uh, Jeff Teague in his heyday when he was really uh, playing at an elite level uh, defensively. Even then, you're still not going to. Dunn is like, yes, Smitty Smith. Dunn is going to be your muscle. He's going to be that dude. Look, you can sit Trey down five minutes. Look, man, Trey, look, you're not infallible. You've been shooting too many threes. I need to lock up this dude. I need to lock him up. Chris Dunn, I'll bring him in there. He's going to lock him up. He's your bulldog. Listen, he is an elite. Listen to me. He is an elite defender at the point guard, combo guard position. You can pair him with Trey. You can play him off the ball. He's not even so much as an offensive. You, you don't have him in there for offensive uh, group. Like, like I said in my last podcast, it's this. A lot of guys want players that can play both sides of the ball. However, the the number of guys that can play both sides uh, at an elite level is very small. It's very small. A lot of these guys are either one or the other. You can play Trey with Chris Dunn. You can play Trey off the ball. Chris Dunn can carry the ball. He can he can handle the ball. But with Chris Dunn, you have that muscle that you that you so desperately need you so desperately leave and he's going to give you some attitude he's going to give you some attitude i loved the fact last year when he moshed trey over the head like i love that moxie that's what this hawks team has been missing last year when trevor reason knocked trey down and nobody put trevor reason in the seats i was upset you don't knock down your star player none of your players come up and 
Yo, Chris Dunn is that dog. Trust me. Chris Dunn is that dog. As you can see, I like the Chris Dunn pick. I, I, I was head over heels over. I said Chris Dunn is the guy you should bring in here. I also liked uh, your guy that signed with um, – oh, my God. I forgot the other point guard. Uh, Augustine. I also would like the Augustine kid. I thought he would have been a good pickup to back up Trey. But uh, I love the Chris Dunn pick. I love it. I love it. Uh, my guy, Sean Gomes, checking in again. I love the Chris Dunn pickup. Yes, I get it. Uh, shout out to my guy, Markeith Miller, checking in from our YouTube page. Chris Dunn is a great pickup for the Hawks. I'm glad we're on one accord. I'm glad we are on one accord. So um, while I was talking about the Chris Dunn pick and um, while I was talking about the Chris Dunn pickup, before I could even like really catch my breath and I went out with the family, they went for a walk and somebody hit me up and was like, yo, like, that's a good look on the Rondo pickup. I'm like, Rondo? This segment is brought to us by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry shipped quickly to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. You can get the Tillman's Trinkets and Things from our website, thehawksbeat.com. Just click on their banner, Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Shout out to our guy, Jonathan. He's done great work. He's made pieces for my daughter, for my son, for myself. Check out the folks over at Tillman's Trinkets and Things. We just signed Chris Dunn to beat a packup. How's Rondo going to be in there? Let me say this unequivocally. I don't necessarily know how the rotation is going to work with Trey and Rondo and Chris Dunn, but I'm pretty sure Coach Pierce is going to figure it out. I'm pretty sure he's going to figure it out. Again, you can never have too many ball players, no many good ball players. Um, and I'll just say this. The fact that Rondo signed here lets you know that he wants to be here. He wanted to be here. Like, he could have gone to L.A. He could have gone to L.A. and been a starting point guard there. He could have been the starting point guard there. Like, you're not going to start. We're going to start Pat Bev over him. Like, he chose the Hawks over L.A. The idea of what Trey can learn from Rajon Rondo is, is very exciting. In two years, look, man. Last year, and I'm, I'm going to just give you some stats real quick on Rondo. Last year, Roger and Rondo at, uh, how old is he? Like 30, he's in his 30s. He, he, he's on the backside. He's on the backside. He played 20 minutes a game. He played 20 minutes a game. And in that 20 minutes, think about this, just 20 minutes a game, 20 minutes a game, he averaged seven points and five assists. You have point guards who play 35 to 40 minutes a game like Kyrie Irving, and I'm pretty sure he's nowhere near five assists a game. Kyrie Irving may be like five or six assists a game. Rondo's giving you five assists. Yeah, he's 34. Thanks, Smitty. He's giving you five assists in 20 minutes a game. Rondo knows the game of basketball. Did you guys see the NBA Finals? Rondo knows the game of basketball. I don't think LA wins that series without Rondo's leadership, without his experience, without his competitive fire. He's bringing that to Atlanta. He's bringing that to Atlanta. And if you are a Hawks fan, you have to be excited about that. Rondo was a guy that can walk into that locker room, throw these rings on the table and say, listen, I'm not just talking. I don't lived it. I don't lived it. Not even Coach Pierce can do that. 
He can throw rings on the table. That is respect. He commands that respect. You don't got to you don't got to worry about playing Rondo 35 40 minutes a game. No, you don't you don't need to he is going give him 20 minutes a game, you know what I'm saying? You can play him again. You can play him with Trey, you can play him with 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 with, with the Dunn kid. Uh yeah. Yeah. So again, I like the pick. I like the pick. Again, we talk about the phases. We talk about the phases of the rebuild. We talk about phase 1, phase 2. We're in phase 2 now. You're addressing you're addressing defense and you're addressing three-point shooter. And with Rondo, you get a proven leader. That leadership that you lose with Vince, you got that with Rondo now. You got that with Rondo now. And, and, and I like it. I like it. Uh, Sean Gomes checking in again from our YouTube. Dunn and Rondo are some dogs. I agree that. We need that. We need that dog. Uh, <laughs> Quez Goodlow, we lit right now. Yes, get excited. Get excited, Atlanta. Get excited. We should try to get to the ECF. Yeah, that's the goal, man. That's the goal. Everybody that has talked about what next year will look like has said the goal is the playoffs. The goal is the playoffs. Like, if your guys are healthy, and, and heaven forbid everybody stays healthy, you know, amidst this pandemic, and hopefully that there will be procedures in place where everybody can stay safe, God bless, and, and hopefully everybody can stay safe, um, I don't see why or how this team will not be a playoff team if everybody stays healthy. Now, I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, everybody else getting better, too. Like Charlotte, they got they, they, they picked up the, the ball kid. They got uh, they got the Hayward kid. Uh, and for some reason, the Hawks have always had trouble with Charlotte. I don't know what that is. but um, So everybody else will get better, but the Hawks have reloaded. The Hawks have reloaded. Before I get on the John Collins thing, I'll say this. Last year, if you look at the bigs, from day one, and I said this in my last podcast, if you look at the bigs from last season, Damian Jones, Alex Lynn, <laughs> you had Bruno Fernando, you still had, you still had John Collins, uh, Jabari Parker was, was technically a big, he was a four, uh, Vince Carter was technically a big, because you, you played him at the four, you played Vince at the four, even though he's 6'5", because you know he's not going to stick nobody in the three. Those are the bigs you had last year. Compare that to this year. You got Collins. You got Capella. You draft a Kongu. You still got Bruno in the mix. Uh, it, it looks a whole lot different, right? It looks a whole lot different. Y'all give Travis some. Y'all give Travis some love. Y'all give Travis some love. He done did something with that front line, and I don't think he's done. Because word on the street, I'm hearing, I'm hearing that still they're still in the market looking for some more wings to add. Again, you can never have too much uh you can never have too many good ball players in um on your squad check out uh shout out to calm music group checking out from our youtube rondo is tough and the championship experience you get it my guy you get it you get it uh he he, he can he can come in and throw rings on the table he can come in and throw rings on the table um Gulo, I, he said, I think that uh, one of Herder, Reddish, or Hunter can be traded, gets traded. So here's the thing, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about trades maybe in another episode, another another pod, but I want to talk specifically about John Collins. And I will say this. He said, Hunter, Reddish, or Hunter gets traded. I believe that that is a possibility. I don't think it's a possibility right now, uh, not at the beginning of the season. He's going to see what we got. We got to see what we got. 
Uh, they still like the Herder kid. They still like Reddish and Hunter. It's still kind of too early to trade them. Plus, I, I think that they have to play a little bit more before you get value. You want you want some value if you're going to trade them. That's the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is you cannot get too attached to players. And I tell fans this all the time. Oh, I would hate to see John Collins go. I would hate to see it too. I love the kid. I love the kid. He is a great locker room guy. He is a joy to talk to. He's great for the city. The city loves him. But let's get into this John Collins talk, okay? Here's here's what I do know. Here is what I do know. Here, not, not what I'm guessing. John Collins wants maxed money. He wants max money. So the idea that do you think that John Collins is a max player? Hit me in the chat. What do you think? Do you think John Collins is a max player? Now, if you're a Atlanta Hawks fan, you're probably going to say yes. You're you're most likely going to say yes. Do you think he is a max player? That for us as fans, that's really up to us. I mean, it's 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 one thing. But if you ask a GM, do you think he's max player? I'm not sure. Right? I did a poll. Hold on, let me see if I can pull it up. So here, here's one thing that I want I want to offer for your consideration, and this is kind of just. Uh, to give perspective. This is just perspective. Okay. I said, I said to my, I said, I put on my Twitter feed and I have on my, on my personal Twitter, I have close to 2000 followers. I said is uh, John. I said to my friends that are not Hawks fans is John Collins, a max player is John Collins, a max player. I asked this to my friends that are not Hawks fans. I don't know how many of my Hawks fans friends voted in the chat, but what do you think it looked like for folks outside of Atlanta? What do you think it looked like? I'll tell you what it looked like. You had, let me pull up the poll. Let me pull up the poll. And I'll, I'll, I'll round it up. 60% said no. 60% said yes. 60% said yes, that he's a max player. You had 30% that said no. And 10% said they weren't they weren't sure. Here is my point. Um, my point is this. There's still some gray area about him being a max player. Whether you think he's a max player or whether another guy thinks he's a max player, I think that when you're looking at spending max money, it has to be unequivocally, is he a max player? Yes. Now, here's the thing. Some players have gotten max money but they necessarily haven't been max players. I don't think Travis Slink spins like that. I don't think he spins on the fact of, well, John's a good guy. Let me go ahead and max him. I think that, I think that John, I think that Travis moves out of state. Well, I think that Travis moves out of state. Like, look, I don't necessarily think he's a max player, but I will still offer him something that is fair. Right. I still think that is something that is fair. Uh, Sean Gomes checking in said he's not a max player. Um, another idea, another uh, another thing says Hawks are frowned upon nationally if other friends don't take them, and other friends don't take them seriously. Um, so here's the thing: whether he's a max player or whether he's not a max player, I can make the argument that there is a discussion. All right, I can make an argument that there is a discussion. Um, if I were to ask somebody, is LeBron James a max player? There would be no discussion, right? 
And to further my point, I can ask a question, is Trey Young a max player? Or will Trey Young be a max player in two years when it's time to re-up? Yes. Nine times out of ten, yes. So here's my thing. Because there is some gray area with John Collins max player or John Collins not a max player, there is room for gray area. So here's the, here, here's what you have now. You have a guy who who wants max money, which is which is good. Like, yeah, you want to max, you want you you know, you think that you know you deserve max money, but does your GM think that? So your GM is always thinking five years down the road. That's the difference between a GM and uh, the fan yourself. You're thinking maybe next year and a year after. GM's thinking five years down the road. So if John Collins takes the standpoint of I'm a max player, and if they give me a penny less than being a max player, I don't want to be here. Or I'm just going to play out my contract and I'm going to bounce. If that is the stance he takes, he's as good as gone. Because, I mean, I think that – I don't think Travis is going to give him max money, personally. I don't think Travis is going to give him max money because I think that he thinks – I think Travis thinks that there's one max player in the squad, and that's Trey Young. Trey Young is definitely going to get max money. He's your face of the franchise. John Collins is a really good player. And here's where I, here's where I, and here's what I think hurts John Collins. I think last year, I think the suspension hurt him. I think the fact that he doesn't necessarily create on his own hurts him a little bit. Uh, even though he's still a very good ball player. Like he's still a 20 and 10 guy. Now here's the thing. He's a 20 and 10 guy, but there's some nights John will give you eight and seven. There's some nights John will give you 12 and four. Like Carl Malone, Tim Duncan, they never gave you 12 and four nights. It, it was 20 and 10 at the minimum, you know? And while I love John and while I love John, while I hope that they can figure something out, I don't necessarily think that he is a max player. Not when you're going, when you know you're going to max Trey. Like I think the money, I don't think the money is going to work. So here's what I think. I think that he is setting himself up. Travis, I think Travis is setting himself up. So in the event where you have to trade John, where you come to his, his, his people and they say, look, give us max money or nothing, you are going to get a king's ransom for John Collins. You're going to get a king's ransom. You're going to get a picks. You're going to get you're going to get a lot for John Collins if you trade him this year or next year, because he's a very valuable asset. Uh, uh, again, the fact that I don't think he's a max player doesn't mean that he's not a really good basketball player. I thought he should have been an all-star last year. But, again, uh, you had the, the, the suspension would really hurt him, and you had another thing. You had a bunch of stuff that went into uh, last year. Last year, he did not have a complete resume. Yes, this, the, game, the, the, um, the season got cut, but you missed 25. Those 25 games hurt you, bro. Like, they hurt you. Yes, they showed your value, but they hurt you. Um, so, yes, yeah, just little things like that, little things like that. Uh, I, I think that hurt him. I think that hurt him. But if John Collins takes the stance of I need max money or they need to trade me, I don't think Travis has a problem trading him. Because if you trade him, you now have a four in Gallinari that can give you 18 points a game. And you also have another big that you just drafted that can play defense alongside Clint Capella. And it's like you can make up for the 20 and 10. Like you like the flash 
the dunks, all that stuff can't be replaced. The 20 and 10 can be replaced. Like, you can get mad at that if you want. Like, you can get mad at that if you want. And I know it's hard to digest, but you can be replaced. The 20 and 10 can be replaced. Do I want it to be replaced? No. God forbid, no. I want them to be able to extend him, and I hope that they're able to extend him and come to a fair deal, and I hope that um, they're able to do that and, and still max trade two years when it's time to max him. So um, what I think is going to happen in John Collins, I can't say that I even know right now. These are just my thoughts and my points that I wanted to bring up to you while we have this conversation. While we have this conversation, I think that these are some thoughts that should be thinking that we should be thinking about. And while our heart is always saying that, yes, we need to keep JC, we need to keep him in the fold, pay him his money. And I'm all for paying these brothers the money, man. You, if you, if you ever heard any of my podcasts, I'm pro player, pay these guys, they money, pay them, pay them money. And, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, we're just going to have to see, we're going to have to see how the season plays out and what it looks like. Uh, they're going to be looking at him heavy this year. They're going to be looking at him heavy this year. You know, he's going to have to be on his best behavior. Like this is a contract year for him and he is going to have to ball out, show leadership, uh, be consistent with that 20 and 10, no more 12 and four nights, be consistent. That's what they're going to be looking for. Let's go to the chat and see what you guys have to say. My guy, Smitty Smith. A Smitty Sports Machine. Y'all make sure y'all go over to YouTube. Follow my guy, Smitty Sports Machine. Good guy, my guy. He lost leverage because of that suspension. He hurt his own pockets. I believe he did hurt his own pockets. I believe he did hurt his pockets. I believe it was kind of, I'll, I'll say this, Smitty. I think it was kind of a, 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 a gift and a curse. I think it showed how valuable he was. But I also think that, yo, man, you can't have those lapses in judgment. Whether it was his fault or whether it wasn't his fault, that doesn't matter. It happened, right? It happened. So the intent or the fault doesn't matter. So I think it showed that, like, yo, he, he, he it, it showed how valuable he is to the team because those twenty five games was a who, my God, those were those games were awful. Those games were awful. Shout out to Jabari Parker, balled out a little bit. Shout out, a little, shout out to Jamari Parker, balled out a little bit in his accents. But uh, let me go back to the chat and see uh, see what you guys got to say about uh, Brother Collins. Let's go to uh, Goodlow. Brother Goodlow says, facts, but Reddish is going to become a max player. Watch y'all sleep. Yeah, I like the Reddish kid. I like the Reddish kid. Probably not more than um, he is beloved in Atlanta. He is beloved in Atlanta. And, like, I get it. Like, he's a good, like, yeah, he cool. Like, he, he good. I'm not as high on Reddish as most Atlanta Hawks fans are. I love the kid. Very soft-spoken, very quiet. I think if there is anybody on the team that has a ceiling, I think that Cam Reddish might have the highest ceiling on this Hawks team, and that includes Trey Young. I think that his, 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 his ceiling might be the highest. Whether he gets there, that's up to him. That's up to him. But I, lo- I love the I love Cam Reddish. Uh, David M. Checking in from our YouTube page. He says, they don't have to trade John Collins. Let's stop searching for excuses to run the guy out of town. No one's looking for excuses, man. No one's looking for excuses. You know, that's just the reality situation. The reality situation is he wants max money. And nobody can say unequivocally that Travis is ready to give him max money. He said in the beginning, uh, Travis said, I was in the press conference. Travis said the other day. 
He said, we're going to talk to him and we're going to see, you know, we're going to see like there, there's no, there's no guarantees. Travis ain't going to, tra- Travis going to say, he didn't say, oh man, we're going to get a deal done. He didn't say that. He said, we're going to see, we're going to talk. <laughs> the boy's trying to run him out of town. Uh, let's see. Neil's Neil soul from YouTube. Why would we offer JC max? If literally no other team would give him that fair point. We don't necessarily know what other teams would give him because he has not offered, he has not entered into free agency. So we don't necessarily know what uh, other teams would give him yet. You know, that still kind of remains to be seen. If he hits the, if he hits the open market and can get max money, that might be what the Hawks, the Hawks may roll that dice and say, Hey man, we'll hit the market in, but you probably going to hit it in Brooklyn or, <laughs> or Washington after they trade you. But you know that that sometimes the uh, a team will, will will gamble and roll that dice. Uh, Sean Gomes checking in again. He said, "I heard he don't like how much say so Trey Young has about the team." Um, I don't I don't really know much about that. Uh, let's see who else we got checking in. Who we got? Let's got checking in. We got some more talk about Cam Reddish. Folks love Cam, man. Again, they love Cam. Cam is only twenty. Yeah, I, again, guys, I, I like Cam. I just I just don't like him as much as. Uh, most folks do. Man, folks love Cam Reddish in this town. They love him to death, and I think that Cam is going to be a great basketball player. I think he has all the tools. Uh, he's just got to put them together. He's just got to put them together. And as of yet, he's still working on it. He's still working on it. The trajectory is, is, is up. The trajectory is up, and I think that he is going to be a very good player. I think this is a very important year for Cam. Very important year for Cam. Uh, David M says they will meet in the middle with John. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I would like to see him. If they don't max him, I would like to see him get close to max. I mean, I want to see him get his money. I want to see him get his money, right? <laughs> Alan Brooks checking in from our YouTube. I appreciate the, I appreciate the chat, you guys. Uh, I'm not sure if we draft a Congo if JC didn't talk about max. You're right. The 2020 is replaceable with Big O. I want to keep him, but if we had to trade, we get a lot back. Again, if you trade John Collins, you are going to get a King's Ransom in return. Again, I don't want to trade him. I want him to stay here. But there, if you if you want, if we have to be real about this thing, he does have limitations to his game. Um, I love his game, but there are some limitations. And if a GM sees that and he says, you know what, I, I don't want that. That's not what I want to be a max player. Then that's what the GM says. That's just what the GM says. But uh, I like the Okongu pick. I think that he is going to be an asset up front. I think that you can play Okongu with, with Clint Capella. I think you can play Okongu at the four sometime. I think that you can play o- o- I think that you can play Okongu and I think you can play John Collins together. Play him at a five. Play him, play him a little bit of small ball. So, um, I mean, w- we're going to monitor this John Collins thing. We're going to monitor this John Collins thing and uh, we're going to see exactly what what is going to transpire, but I think it is a valuable conversation. So if we want to have a John conversations, a John Collins talk, let, let's be reasonable about it. Don't just come in here and talk about your talk with your emotion. Let, let's talk about like some reality of the situation. Let's talk about the situation. Uh, as we wind down and I appreciate all of you guys jumping in with the talk, with the chat. I appreciate all of it. Let's just do another, just a quick deep dive and a quick overview of uh what the roster looks like as of now okay so let's start with your point guards your point guards you have trey you have rajon rondo you have godwin and you have dunn who is 
Dunn is, is kind of a point guard, but he can play a little combo. You can play a little combo. You can play Trey a little combo. You can play Trey a little off the ball. But these are the point guards that are on your roster as well. Uh, Godwin again, they gave him his, his little money, but he's gonna kind of be he's gonna be trying to he's gonna have to battle. He's gonna have to battle for that third that third spot. You know, you want the minutes, man. You're gonna have to battle, and I think that's good. Like, I think that's good. I think those guys, if you want those minutes, you're going to have to battle. And I think it's going to make everybody tougher. I think it's going to make everybody tougher. And I think that's one thing this team has been lacking is toughness. I think one thing that he's been lacking is toughness. So those are your point guards. So let's look at your wings. Here are your wings. You have Kevin Herter. You have DeAndre Hunter, uh, Cam Reddish, Tony Snell. And then you have the rookie, uh, Skylar Mays, who they just drafted. You're a little thin at the win. You're a little thing. You're thin. <laughs> Try saying that three times. You're a little thin at the wing position. Uh, you still got Herder, Hunter, Cam, Snell, Mays. Again, as of now, there's going to be minutes, guys. There's going to be minutes for all of these guys, especially the top three guys. Herder, Hunter, Cam. There's going to be plenty of moon minutes for those guys because they're so interchangeable. It's going to be so don't get bogged down. Don't get into these long Twitter discussions of who should start, who should come off the bench. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, guys. I'm telling you what matters is how how Lloyd is going to distribute these minutes and who is going to be closing the game out. That matters more than who's going to be starting. So is Herder going to be starting or is Cam going to be starting? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I would personally start Herder, uh, but I think that there should be some competition competition like in the nfl man there's no why are folks scared of competition let them compete you know let let Herder let, let herder and cam go at each other it's gonna make them both stronger you know um but yeah there's gonna be minute there's gonna be minutes at the four position for those three guys so those are your wings as of now the bigs you got john collins you got capella you got galinari who is then he's a big y'all want to play him at the three he might play a little three but he's a big. He's 6'10, 245. That is a big boy. Uh, you got Bruno, you got a Kongu, and you have Nathan Knight, uh, somebody the Hawks just signed to a two-year, I mean a two-way contract. So um that's your squad, Hawks fans. That is your squad right now. And uh it looks pretty good, guys. I'm not even gonna lie to you. It looks really good. I'm very encouraged. Um I love the buzz, and I hope that this year hope we can get over this virus thing, this pandemic thing, so we can really enjoy a strong season in basketball, man. Really enjoy a, a strong season in basketball, man. So let me just hit, hit a few more in the chat before we get up out of here. Uh, got good low checks in again. Herter has all-star ceiling. He is more than a three-point special. Yeah, I, I really like the Herter kid. A lot of people are down on the Herter kid because – He's not sexy. He doesn't he doesn't do anything that really wows you. And I will tell you as somebody that has went in there, that has covered the games, that has been in the locker rooms, Coach Pierce loves DeAndre Hunter. Loves him. He played like a veteran last year. He does he's very solid. He's very solid in his approach. He does a lot of things that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. I love the herder kid. Uh, I mean, not the herder, the hunter kid. I think he's very valuable. It's gonna be hard to take him out of that starting lineup in my opinion. So um, we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, man. So 
Very excited for uh, what the Hawks have going on. I really like the moves. I appreciate all of you guys for checking in with me, man. We've been in here. The hour went by quick, man. It went by quick. But make sure that you guys are following us on our Twitter, which is at Hawksbeat, our Instagram at Hawksbeat. Uh, if you're on Facebook, hit us up on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, search the Hawks Beat. Uh, we'll probably do another free agency pod if something else happens uh, during the middle of the week. Uh, these four moves, man, it was a lot, so I had to come on there. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll definitely be monitoring the John Collins situation. Uh, we're going to be monitoring free agency, and uh, yeah, man. So I appreciate you guys, man. If you're on the YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Uh, I appreciate all you guys for the chat. And uh, we'll see you when we see you, man. Like we always say, like we always say, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to get to know him and show him love because that's all he's showing you. L-O-B-E love. I appreciate you guys. And we out. Peace. Welcome to the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your boy E-Dub. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to the show on all the places where you get your podcasts. Now, let's get on with the show. Like we always do about this time. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from there for There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.